Custom Car Care, another one of the, the local businesses we partner with, and another one where at any given time you're in there, specific, well, any of the locations, but I, I know I frequent the Sunset location, and you know, it's another one where you're going to see the owner in there oftentimes working away. All of your car care needs, big, small, getting ready for winter, A1 Custom Car Care, routine maintenance, of course, is very important, and they partner with us every year with Santa's Angels, uh, as well as some of our other local partners. I know I, I just keep really hammering away at that today, but it is such an important component to who we are, and that is, you know, it's community and, and why with us... Uh, we do have a disproportionately high number of businesses that are owned by people locally that actually work in those businesses. Part of the benefit of that is the ability to uh, be part of efforts that are meaningful, Santa's Angels being one of them, and A1 Custom Car Care is uh, year after year a participant in that. Uh, Anchor Tactical Supply, same story there, Crown Power and Equipment, Green County Freight, and Food Sales, all of them partners for multiple years in our effort to get kids in um, undesirable situations, um, not with their parents, and that is generally uh, not necessarily by choice, but uh, because they are much better off without their parents. Either they're, you know, it's an abusive situation, uh, parents are incarcerated or facing incarceration, and so oftentimes the home life is actually worse for these kids than a foster home life would be. And uh, and so we try to give them a Christmas, uh, not just by way of gathering up toys and, and needed items and then get handed randomly out, or the people who are in charge of the facilities uh, just sort of deciding, well, this kid needs this and this kid needs that, but instead doing for them what has never been done for many of these kids and asking them, what would you like for Christmas? If somebody were to think of you, uh, if you were part of a family, if you had a, a family that, uh, you know, a mom and a dad that were going to go out shopping, what would you want them to get you? And that's something that many of them have never even thought about because it hasn't been an option. And so we do it that way so that the the gift isn't just some sort of item, but it is that connection to a person that they don't even know other than the fact that for the first time somebody thought of them, picked them specifically and and went out to get them items for Christmas, and that that's the part of it that we that we put the extra effort in in order to make it really meaningful. And we do that by uh, getting a, a a wish list from the kids, and and you'll see when you go to the four locations, each of the trees that are there have paper ornaments on them with the child's first name, age, and their wish list. And there's also like, did you put on there? Sarah puts these. Well, 
Oh, I used to have them right here. I just moved them. Oh. Uh, like, what What do you want to be when you grow or something? Or what? what's the other thing that you yeah, put on there? So it's got the name, age, number. And then, of course, it's got different sizing. So, like, shoes, shirts, pants, favorite mm-hmm. color. And then when I grow up, I want to be. And then they get to fill all of that in. And on Facebook Live, I'm holding up what an ornament looks like. Mm-hmm. I have the angel ornament, which represents girls on our trees. So... That is just kind of a little idea. And a lot Mm. of these kids are, oh my goodness, some of the things that they want to be when they grow up. The younger ones, they put things like Spider-Man and Bluey. (laughs) Bluey's like really popular this year. Um, but What's then bluey? It's, uh, is that from Blue's Clues? No, oh. it's like a little blue. I think it's a blue healer. Oh, and okay. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. I should know this because I got a little one now. But anyways, yeah, so they, they put things like that. But then the older ones... It's really, really sad because a lot of them put uh, they want to be a good mom or a good dad or they want to have a family and things like that. So uh, sometimes I put those on the on the 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 wish list and the the ornaments. But, yes, uh, a lot of the things that are also things that they are wanting, they are more needs Mm -hmm. instead of wants, especially for the older kids. It's interesting because a lot of the things that you'll find on some of these lists are the things that. So many kids that have families groan about when they get for Christmas, if that makes sense. Yes. So what you like piggybacking off of that, a lot of kids ask for like warm socks and new underwear, new shoes. Um, I know that a couple of kids asked for warm blankets and towels and sheets. So those aren't your typical things that you would expect like an eight year old or a 12 year old to ask for. But it oftentimes is the number one thing on their yeah. wish list. So if you can help us out, uh, we have, I don't know actually how many kids have been picked off the trees yet, but in terms of getting back, we have around 20. You'd yes, say, I counted the... this morning. We have 20. We had 81 children total. So I, I haven't went by okay. the locations <clears throat> to get an update on how many have been picked off of the tree. But if you are out there and you pick a kid off of the tree and you bring a present back, please let us know. Just say, hey, there was a couple at this location or that mm, location. Yeah. That, so actually, we can, that would be nice. Yeah, so we can specifically mention that we have, you know, X amount of kids at, you know, Crown yeah. Power or A1 and so on and so forth. And you can just text that to the... You yes. can either email us or text us 447-KSGF awesome. and, and give us an idea. Oh, I was there. There's five left or ten left or two left or however many. And then the, the deadline to get that stuff to us is next week. All that information in turn... Because people oh, do we need to wrap it? Do we do this? Where do we take it? That's on the paper ornament. They also could use wrapping paper and tape as a donation uh, because what Great Circle, uh, they actually do all of the wrapping themselves. And and so having that as a donation is also very helpful. And I and, um, just can't thank you all enough for every year making this, this possible because it really, truly, genuinely has an impact on these kids. Um, and uh, and it's only possible because of uh, you all uh, going out and, and doing that. So the, the location information for the trees and their hours of operation are under Santa's Angels at ksgf.com. Jason Ryman now with the latest news. In a farewell speech on the floor of the U.S. Senate Tuesday, retiring Missouri Senator Roy Blunt thanked voters for giving him the chance to serve. He also talked about a bus that he found in the Capitol building of an unknown official and used it as a teaching point. point is, what we do here is more important than who we are. 
Thanks for letting me do part of it with you. Blunt has served in the U.S. Senate since 2010 and before that in the U.S. House. Springfield police ruled the deaths of a couple Saturday in the 700 block of West Whiteside, a murder-suicide. Police say 44-year-old LeVar Everett shot and killed 45-year-old Christina Lopez and then shot himself. City leaders in Ozark putting everything on hold after voters said no to a use tax for public safety for a third time. The city administrator says about $1.1 million, or about 80% of sales tax revenues, goes to pay for the police department. But he says more money is needed to keep up as the city expands. That's Matt Moyer reporting. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Dense fog advisory until 9 this morning. We're going to have that widespread dense fog. Otherwise, a cloudy day, eventually reaching 55 for the high. Uh, rain coming in tonight, 1 to 2 inches possible with a low of 48. That rain continuing through tomorrow with a high of 59. And Friday, sunshine with a high of 53. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Got an additional bit of information yes. regarding San Jose. Tom Martz reminded me. So thank you, Tom. So for those, and we get this question every year. So for those who just don't simply have time to do all of the shopping, go by one of the locations, pick a kid off the tree, but they still want to participate. We get this every year. Can we donate money and just drop it by the station and have somebody else do the shopping? The answer is absolutely. Typically, we do shopping for one or two kids as well. And uh, we make sure that all of that money that gets donated to us, either one goes shopping for a kid that just hadn't gotten picked off the tree. So we make sure that they get Christmas or we go ahead and give those donations to Great Circle as well. So they can purchase things like the wrapping paper, the tape, the bows, all of that good stuff. So that is a question that we always get asked. Thought Uh, I'd give you an answer. Here, though, is the thing every year we face. If can people write checks? If they do, who do they make it out to? That's true. Oh, so we, and so we we don't have an answer. <laughs> That's <laughs> we true. never really do. I people, yeah. If you cannot write, what you know? What actually? If you don't want to do, if you want to do that, and you don't want to do cash. If you buy a gift card, mm. like a, just a Visa or Mastercard, then that that will work um, uh, just as well. Um, because I, it seems like every year, or not every year, but somebody will write a check, and then I, I, I don't know how we ever figure out what to do with it, but um, we we manage to. We just don't really have an official way to deal with that. Yes, that's true. Okay. But if you want to give cash donations, we make that happen as well. Now, you said that we are going to have tons of rain in the forecast. Is this correct? Uh, one to two inches tonight, continuing through until tomorrow. Well, if, And then a pause, but it's going to pick back up. Well, if you are in a situation where it starts raining and you notice some yellowing on your ceiling, maybe you notice some drips in your house and you think, oh, no, something is going on with my roof. Have no fear. You can call my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they can come out, take a look at what's going on, and maybe you don't need that whole new roof. Maybe you need just a roof repair. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they'll come out, they'll get you on their schedule, and they'll make sure that they get that problem fixed so it is no longer raining inside of your home. Now, you can find all the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company. That's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. I want to play another bit of audio. The last hour, we played some audio in the Senate hearing 
with Kroger and Albertson wanting to do a merger. And they're essentially you've got a number of Democrats that are wanting to potentially block that. And and given that Republicans are traditionally more free market, they are looking to Republicans for help. But as it was noted, that they actually work against not just Republicans in the political sense, but but you know Kroger itself uh, was eyeballed and fined eventually for firing some Christian employees who would not participate in promoting the LGBTQ agenda for the store, and uh, and you know. Tom Cotton, I thought, brilliantly noted that, you know, you guys like these tech companies, you saddle up with the left, you you, you, you sort of dog on, on conservatives and Republicans and, and create an uncomfortable environment in your stores for uh, be they customers or your own employees who don't share that uh, leftist political view. But then you come running for help from those very same people. Um, whenever you need it, because the people you saddle up with are out to get you. These two companies, like so many others, proudly don the badge of ESG, environmental, social, governance. This is something that Glenn Beck in particular has been talking about for a very long time. And uh, as usual with the left, whenever they are developing things that are very nefarious and anti-liberty, uh, they, when it gets noted and highlighted by people like Glenn Beck, they are dismissed, told that it's a conspiracy theory, even by establishment Republicans at times. And what almost always happens, it's a pattern. Once it gets proven to be true, Instead of acknowledging we lied, they justify it and they embrace it. And that's what's occurring now with a number of these businesses. And you have Kroger and Albertson that are arguing part of the part of their argument for being allowed to merger. And this is an argument that they are providing to Democrats is, hey, hey, we're ESG folks. We're, we're, hey, man, we're on board with this. We're doing it. ESG. And Josh Hawley had some interesting and and. Uh, <laughs> obvious comments on this however they aren't obvious to so many people and i want to play those now let me just ask you about this why would having complementary esg strategies be a justification for a merger why would that be relevant at all well if if you look at some of the things that both of us have done from uh, kroger's commitment to zero hunger zero waste and we've made the commitment if we operate in a market there'll be zero hunger in that market and we'll work with everybody, and especially food banks. Uh, we've provided 2.3 billion meals. Uh, by merging with Albertsons, as an example, we'll be able to have that positive impact and really uh, further grow on what both of our companies have done individually. Don't you think you should be asking what positive impact you're going to have on the people you serve? Like, for instance, the ability to provide food at a reasonable cost to people who need it, the ability to actually offer a product that consumers need and want. You know, here's what I find interesting. Lena Khan sat where you're sitting, she's the chairman of the FTC, just a few weeks ago, and she testified under oath that she's seeing an, a, an accelerating trend of companies justifying mergers on the basis of ESG, as if that should somehow allow them to evade scrutiny for the merger. She testified that she thought it had absolutely no relevance whatsoever. And I think that she is absolutely correct. The fact that you're using this as a justification for your merger, I think, frankly, is ridiculous. 
uh, it's ridiculous if you believe that we should have a free market system in which the relationship freely is between the business and the consumer. This is a very interesting point that he's making, and I've I, I got to get a quick break in here, but I want to talk about this because it's, it's very unfortunate what has happened. The left has managed in this country to leverage their power to destroy industry, to not only get donations to their campaigns, but to get these companies to actively implement their political policies. And that's what ESG is. Quick break, more on that in moments. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Uh, I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. But the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Josh Hawley during questioning in the Senate yesterday regarding the merger, proposed desired merger between Kroger and, and Albertson and and uh, part of their lead is, hey, we're ESG. This is the left-wing concoction of uh, environmental social governance, something that for the longest time they denied. They claimed it was a conspiracy theory, but now, of course, they admit it and they embrace it. Holly was asking, why is this such a deal? He noted that even the chairman of the FTC uh, acknowledged under testimony that uh, she's seen more and more of this, that companies that um, are wanting permission from the government to do certain things flash the ESG badge as if that is a secret pass to get whatever you want and how uh, that was, was worrisome. That's the reality of where we are today, though. That's exactly what it is. You see, the, 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 we have shifted, and, and as usual, the left is the leading on this. They, they always bemoan all the money in politics, the money in politics, the money in politics. The, the, and, and so, of course, they present the remedy to this as campaign contribution limits and so forth. Well, that's not a limit on what they receive. That's a limit on what you and I can give. And the real problem here is the amount of power government has. The only reason massive donations are made by some of these corporations is because government has the ability to destroy them. So what you have are one of two things occurring. You have the purchasing of protection or it's the purchasing of favors. That's why these businesses spread the money around because it's for sale. That being either the protection or or the 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 influence, the the benefit of it. It isn't because uh you know money exists. It isn't because uh, people are allowed to donate a certain amount. It's because something's for sale. People don't spend money on something that they don't get in return. You realize that, right? When Do you know anyone that spends money on something in which there's no return for them? They don't get something in return? What this ESG has done, it has progressed that to where you have not only these industries 
writing checks, whether it is directly to the candidate or to some of these organizations that are dark money organizations. But now, with the the creation of this idea, and it's really quite brilliant, of ESG, there is an additional favor that companies can do for the Democrat Party. And that is push the Democrat agenda in the private industry. And they're allowed to flash that badge. And that's what the, 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 the chairwoman of the FTC noted under testimony and what Josh Hawley was recognizing here is that it's just amazing that every time these corporations want something, when Democrats are in charge, they flash the ESG badge. Hey, look, we're doing your bidding for you. Hey, look, your environmental agenda that you're pushing, that you're trying to get through legislatively, hey, we're doing what we can in order to help. Hey, when it comes to your CRT, your, your, your uh, diversity and equity, inclusion, DEI, all of these things that, that legislatively or through the judicial uh, uh, branch you try to get put into place, uh, and, and oftentimes they aren't able to force companies to do it, well... You create this world in which you can earn a little badge called the ESG. And with that comes certain benefits. It's like a VIP pass. It's sort of like you uh, remember when Paul Pelosi, not when he got attacked, but when he got um, pulled over for drunk driving, he caused that accident, drunk driving. And one of the things he did was he flashed that that card that people get from like a fraternal order of police or some sort of police entity to show that they're really good friends with law enforcement. These things get you know handed out, fundraisers and so forth, and it's sort of a courtesy deal that oftentimes. Uh, you know, just little things, little and inf- you get pulled over. You didn't stop completely at a stop sign. Ideally, this is when this occurs. And, and you, you know, you're like, oh, hey, I am like, oh, you're one of, uh, you know, OK, you support law enforcement. There, there is a certain degree of discretion that is allowed there. And, and it's th- that attitude, but on a massive scale. You become an ESG company. You start pushing in your private industry our liberal Democrat agenda, and then when you need something, you flash that badge, and it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for you to get it. And anyone who thinks that that's not true is naive. Why do you think the chairperson of the Federal Trade Commission noted under oath, yeah, it's really weird, we're seeing all of these companies, whenever we're uh, asking them for the legal rationale or justification for whatever it is they're trying to get approval from us for. They flash that ESG badge at us like, hey, by the way. And everyone knows the game. That's why they do it. And and Holly knows that. I, I You know, he's he's not naive to it. This is part of the point that he's making in the questioning. And what it has unfortunately done, it, it is dismantling. It is, it is sucking the free market out of our so-called free market system to where it's becoming less and less free market. It is becoming government controlled through influence, through power, without crafting necessarily uh, executive orders or direct legislation. You just create an environment in which businesses are reliant on your approval to do anything 
and then give them all sorts of little options from which they can choose in order to help grease the wheels a bit when they need you to allow them to move forward. That's what ESG is. And and the fact that these companies, when they are making their case for a massive merger or something else that requires approval from government, that they are leading with, hey, we're ESG folks, shows everybody knows it and everyone's playing the game. Traffic now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Alert forecast, dense fog advisory till 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, We will see beyond that widespread dense fog through the day, eventually a high of 55. Rain tonight, 1 to 2 inches possible, down to 48. Rain, 59 tomorrow, and then mostly sunny Friday, 53. But we're going to expect to see more rain. We're going to have lots of days of rain. Don Carriker, I want a great home loan.com. All of those home loan needs you got, not just Don. You know, when we... uh, of course, he's had a partnership with this station, like a number of our local partners, further back than even I've been here. But um, whenever our partnership started, it was Don. Of course, he had a team uh, of people. But since then, Anthony and, and Alex Carricker, his, his two sons that both bring different backgrounds to I want a great home loan dot com, adding to that and just tripling the resources. And that is what you have access to. These aren't the, you know, if you get some uh, big bank, big, big lender, and, uh, you know, you have to know the CEO in order to get the inside scoop. That's not what we're dealing with here. I mean, you, you get Anthony, you get Don, you get Alex and, and others that help with that team, and you get direct access to them uh, seven days a week until 9 o'clock at night. So no 80 different prompts on your phone to get to some uh, voice recording telling you that office hours uh, are 9 to 5 and to either leave a message or call back in the morning. I want a great com because you do. All right, on the Twitter front, a couple of new revelations, which, again, most of us understood that all of this was going on because it was obvious. But while we knew the sausage was being made, we're learning how the sausage was being made, and there's been a firing at Twitter. Uh, James Baker, this was the general counsel for Twitter. He was also a former top-level FBI official who was part of uh, the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, He's one of the bad guys, if you will. This is a guy that during the Trump administration uh, and and post, you know, he's trying to use his position in government in order to thwart the presidency, in order to, um, uh, you know, try and prevent the executive branch from successfully executing its duties. And when he finished whatever damage he was able to do there with others in the deep state, he went over to Twitter to try and help, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to censoring and so forth. And, and what we're learning more and more is the relationship wasn't it was well beyond a, a sort of wink and a nudge. I mean, it was a very direct relationship between the government and outfits like Twitter to suppress, to suppress free speech. 
And James Baker, he, he's been the general counsel of Twitter. And um, he was fired yesterday because he was evidently doing whatever he could in order to sift through these these document dumps that Elon Musk is having had where he's 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 in an effort to be transparent letting the people know this has been what you have been dealing with this is what you as Twitter users this is what uh, and it goes beyond Twitter users because the news media utilize Twitter as a launching point and so anyone who paid any attention whether it be the news or pop culture uh, on, of course, any social media feeds to to the presidential election was influenced by these relationships. And Baker, who was, you know, again, part of the Steele dossier, tried to bring down Donald Trump via the Russian collusion hoax, um, then brought over to Twitter, and he was essentially trying to censor. In my mind, it's the equivalent to the company that knows that the government is on its way, so they start shredding things as quickly as possible. They start getting rid of the things that they don't want to be made public or they don't want the the, the authorities to have. And apparently that is what was going on, that he was trying to, as best as possible, suppress some of the most damaging information, uh, I, which most likely was the, the direct relationship between the government utilizing its power to suppress free speech uh, in, in the world of Twitter. And he was fired for it. He was booted for it. Elon Musk was asked, you know, did you ask him for an explanation as to why it was he was trying to sabotage this effort uh, to to allow people to see what was going on in those communications. And and he indicated uh, through a tweet, yeah, but it was not a satisfactory answer or something to that effect. Um, So, again, this is we knew the sausage was being made. We knew the sausage was made, but we're seeing how it was made. At the same time, you have an organization from America First Legal. They have revealed they have concrete evidence of collusion between the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and social media companies to also censor misinformation of the public square. This included what they say was called a partner support portal that Twitter ran for government employees and other, quote, stakeholders to flag things on Twitter for removal as misinformation. What we're seeing... Becoming more and more clear is this direct partnership between different divisions within the government, the FBI, the CDC, the, the Biden administration, where they were directly telling these organizations, censor this, ban this person, get this off of there, take that off of there, label this as misinformation, and they were doing it. Now, were they doing it because they wanted to help Democrats uh, stay in power? Were they wanting to help Biden get elected uh, because they were cut from the same cloth? Was it because they felt intimidated? Regardless. They're letting the government call the shots as to what speech is allowed. That is why the First Amendment 
was listed, was written down on paper because it was believed to be so vastly important that people not have their voices silenced because of government, that it had to be listed as something that was put, you know, put on paper, government put on notice, this is a no-no place for you to be. In other words, this is exactly what the First Amendment was meant to prevent. These same people are the ones running around claiming that they're outraged because Donald Trump talked about dismissing certain aspects of the Constitution when it came to the election, yet they are directly violating it, directly, black and white violation. There is a, there's been a number of pieces and, and recognitions of the fact that there's only one elected Democrat who apparently has a problem with this. His name is Ro Khanna. He's a progressive from California. And, he, and, and so he's getting a, a bit of praise. The recognition of, of Ro Khanna is occurring for a couple of reasons. One, he's getting praise because even though uh, his party is benefiting from all of this censorship and the violation of the First Amendment, uh, he is still willing to stand up and say it's wrong. But at the same time, it's a reflection of how depraved the Democrat Party is that out of all the elected Democrats, there's only one, only one. And there's a good chance he'll soon get the Tulsi Gabbard treatment. But that being said, he is still even wrong. <laughs> and, and let me explain why that is here uh, coming up. American Transmissions Talk at text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. A reminder for any of you that are looking to move and so you're going to need to purchase a home but you don't want to mess with the remodeling you want it turnkey if you will you go right in it's exactly the way you want it uh all our building company these are the folks for you they got a showroom floor brand new one that's where you go in and you, you you say yep that's what i want this to look like these are the colors i want over here this is what i want the cabinets to be and then that way there's no remodeling necessary it is the exact way you want it the first day that you walk into that brand new home they've got a couple of uh, uh developments one that is uh, actually finished up in Ozark, it's uh, Woodcrest, and those are three to four bedroom homes, uh, you know, brick fronts on them. And then in uh, in development, ready for spring, is Woodvale. That is Golden and Weaver. Those are a bit larger, three to five bedrooms, seventeen to thirty one hundred square feet. Aller Building Company, O L L E R. Elon Musk continues to do probably one of the greatest services to this country in terms of exposure. He's doing what journalists should have done. Uh, he's he's he he should get. I mean, he's the greatest, uh, most effective journalist at this point. He's the greatest, most effective whistleblower at this point. What is remarkable about this guy is he's not loyal to any particular political affiliation. I mean, he's he's a pretty liberal guy. Uh, Certainly not somebody that, while he may have noted in the past areas that he thought Trump was correct, he's not this Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination. But he is still exposing 
the system that was rigged against him, against all uh, against all of Americans. I mean, a, a system rigged against somebody who's running for office is a system rigged against all of us. There's only one elected Democrat who has expressed any concern about rigging the system and violating people's right to free speech. And that is a Democrat congressman by the name of Ro Khanna. He's a, he's a lefty. And he is getting some praise for, one, being the lone voice in the entire Democrat Party, but also speaking out against something that was done in order to help his political party. But the reasons that he is, he's off target here is the problem. So there's a Washington Examiner piece noting that the Twitter files released by the new CEO, Elon Musk, have set the internet ablaze. They cast new light on the sketchy coordination between Twitter and Democrat political operatives, ultimately resulting in the platform's uh, bizarre decision to censor a huge New York Post story about the Biden family right before the 2020 election. It really wasn't bizarre if you understand why they did it. But there's one so far largely overlooked bright spot that emerged from the story. We apparently still have one Democrat in Congress who's fighting for free speech. The Twitter files reveal that Congressman Ro Khanna, a progressive California Democrat, wrote to Twitter during the censorship scandal and warned the company that what it was doing violated the spirit of the First Amendment, which doesn't legally bind Twitter and free speech principles. Khanna wrote in an email to Twitter executive that was published by journalist Matt Taibbi, quote, this seems a violation of First Amendment principles. I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong, but the story <laughs> but the story has now become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails, and it's become a bigger deal than it would have been in the heat of a presidential campaign, restricting disseminate, dissemination of newspaper articles, even if New York Post is far right, seems like it will invite more backlash than it will good. Now, the the reason that at, at least what's highlighted in this Washington Examiner piece that Ro Khan is off the mark here is because he he is viewing this as a violation of the First Amendment because Twitter was deciding to censor. The via- that's not the violation. The violation is the fact that the Biden administration was behind it, that the government was behind it. And here Ro Khanna openly says, now, I don't think Biden did anything wrong. I, I don't think the government did anything wrong. That's-, that's who did the wrong here in the context of the Constitution. Most of you recognize and understand this, that, that you know, the- when it comes to the discussion of free speech, and the constitutional requirement that it not be violated, that is in regards to government. That doesn't mean an individual has a private business or uh, a, a company that has a platform like Twitter can't discriminate and, and, and can't. They can violate free speech because that's not a violation of the First Amendment. That's just a violation of the concept of free speech, and you're allowed to do that. If I, uh, you know, I've got a, a, a website and I allow people to go on that website, I don't have to allow people to say whatever they want to say. Uh, you know, am I honoring free speech and saying, nope, I'm going to delete that, that, that? No, but I'm allowed to do that. 
as a private citizen. The, 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 the problem is when government is behind it. And that's where we have the real problem here. What is, of course, so perfect in this upside-down world is Democrats have no problem and justify government being behind the violation of free speech, which is specifically not allowed, but they have a problem if somebody in the free market does it. So the people who are allowed to determine what speech in within their world is and isn't heard is where, you know, in other words, the citizens, that's where Democrats have a problem. But if it's the government behind it, well, there's no problem there at all. And so this is where Rokana, while he's getting praised as being the one lone bright spot in all of this because it shows, you know, well, at least there's one Democrat who has a problem. The problem is he's trying to nail Twitter for this and not the source of the problem, and that's the government. That's where the violation comes in. And that is the entity that Rokana and everyone else who swears to uphold the Constitution should have their focus on. But of course, their political party is in charge of that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know, it, it was um, exposed or revealed uh, in the last couple of years that the post office had this uh, internet covert operations program known as ICOP in which they were also, as a government entity, being used to spy on Americans. I, I don't think that there is an institution, in a governmental institution, that at this point is not spying on Americans. And it would be learned that, amazingly enough, consistent with all other spying on Americans, they tend to focus on conservatives, people who believe in the Second Amendment, and so forth. So Republicans requested some information about this spying. And I'm sure it'll come as a shock to you. Democrats rejected the request. I wondered which party the Postal Service has been spying on behalf of. Oh, you can't really figure it out. It tells you a lot when you have two sides. One is trying to get as much information as possible, while the other is doing what they can to block that information from being seen. It's very insightful. He's loaded. 